Why are lenses more important than your camera body? That's what I'm going to answer today. Basically, everybody talks about getting a brand new camera, photography or video camera, whichever camera it is. But is it the camera? Do you need to get a really fancy camera? I think you don't need to get a really fancy camera. What you need to do is get a camera that does the job that you want it to do. What kind of photography are you doing? What kind of video work are you doing? You want to get something that lets you do that and then spend some nice dosh on a good camera lens. Let me zoom you in. If you're joining on the podcast, I'm basically looking at a Canon macro lens, which does very well for photography because it's a, a prime lens. So this lens here is going to be like a, a macro photography lens which basically means it gets really close so if you're taking photography or you're doing video work you can kind of get really close onto your subject and not get blurry so this one is not that expensive to be honest there's two types of lenses you can get let me get you looking so the canon lens range you get a 100 millimeter you get like a l version normally in the canon range L version stands for luxury basically so it's like the top of the line professional range which is very similar to stuff like up here so those are professional range of lenses and I would rather have an old body and a professional lens any day because if you're looking through something professional lens clear optics good quality low aperture lenses then your quality is going to look amazing. So that's why I kind of go lenses over body because a lot of my camera bodies, when I'm saying camera body, I'm talking about DSLR cameras and you get a body and you don't get a lens with it. You normally buy a lens separately unless you're buying a kit. So a lot of people will be using photography cameras and lenses for different purposes. And I like to use them for a mixture of things. As I've progressed, what I've done is I find what type of photos I take and then I use my photography skills to get that type of photo with a generic lens. You want to know what a generic lens looks like? Let me sh kind of explain what a generic lens will be. So that one is a product photography lens I use it for. It is a macro lens. It's also good for portraiture work. So you can take great portraits on it. I might bring up uh, a lens that I can show you. Which I would consider more as a general purpose lens it's still like a professional lens in terms of it's not like just the kit lens but it's more of something that allows you to get a wider range of photos so if i show you quickly i'm currently live on reddit with this post so i'm actually showing some lenses and you might be hearing some cluttering and background noise so apologies for that but this is a zoom lens why is a zoom lens different to a prime lens which is like a prime lenses here i'm hoping you can see these let me know if this is clear enough for you i've set up a couple of angles so we can switch between angles to show you like what i'm talking about that's for the live reddit viewers for the podcast i'm basically looking at two lenses today and these lenses are a hundred millimeter macro lens which is a prime lens what do we mean by prime prime means it does not extend it's one fixed focal length so what you see is what you get this one you'll see it's got like a bit of extension going on there 
a bit of a manhood extension there. So what that allows you to do is you can actually go between different focal lengths. So if you do that, there are more optics in that lens. So in order for me to be able to do zooming, it needs a barrel. The lens needs to be able to move away from the rear element at the back. Thank you, Radar. I'm glad you're enjoying it. We've got a few people commenting on Reddit, so it's always welcome. If you have any questions, drop them below and I can answer your questions live because sometimes the questions you ask are really good and it's kind of good to hear it from your side of things and I can explain and try and give you a better understanding. So in this example, I'm looking at two lenses. I'm looking at a camera body. So if you're totally new to photography, don't worry, it's okay. Sorry. Okay, yeah, so it's okay. You can be totally new to photography, but you can still use uh, different types of lenses to get the right type of photo. So that is there. As we go through this, I'll explain the differences of lenses and the numbers and what they mean. But I want to get the first bit out of the way. So that is a full frame Canon DSLR that I'm showing you. And that is a 5D Mark II for my podcast listeners. It's a Mark II. It's a full frame camera. When I say full frame, let me show you what I mean. So if you look in here, that is the shutter inside. And you can see how big that is. It's like quite a 35 millimeter. That's why they call it 35 millimeter. And that allows you to capture more light and the pixels on there are spread out. You may find, is buying secondhand lenses good? What lenses are your glasses? Uh, the <laughs> 0 0.25 these are. Uh, they're really good, but I'll take them out for you just so that you can see something more uh, interesting because lenses will be something that is very handy. Oh, I can see you now can see a lot better i was basically putting up the lenses to my face for our podcast listeners uh, trying to keep our not forest not forest gump audience uh, amused so yes okay so with the lenses we're gonna look at different types of options this is a zoom lens which means it can extend out which makes you a lazy photographer if you're standing here and you want to take something a photo of something further away you're basically zooming so you're standing there. The prime lens does not have a zoom. So you have to physically move forward and backwards to get the same photo. But what you will find is the prime lenses are lighter because there's not as many elements in there. Also, the quality of the photo is like very good. Because what you're looking at me now, how does that look? I'm currently shooting on a 50 millimeter prime lens for our podcast listeners. And that is being uh, shot on an old Canon camera. So if you think about Prime, what that does is it blurs the background nicely. It gives you a sharp front view of what you're focused on, which means people will be able to see exactly what's in focus and what's what the, the main, what's it? What's that word? What's the main focus? Focus, the main attention of the scene. So if I was doing like a product photography, I'd make my product sharp and my background blurry, but that also depends. Let me show you a few different options here because if you look at this camera here, I've just switched cameras right now live on Reddit to show you the difference between a good quality lens and a bad quality lens. So this lens is really bright. It's really small, 
that lens is further away and it's blurring my background out. Also, if I show you another option there, that is a camcorder. So I'm basically switching between a few cameras to show you the difference of lenses. So see the quality there is darker, it's not as nice, it's not as poppy. So with these, what you want to do is find the right lens for your purpose. I do live streaming, I basically live stream a lot. And then I share this content on social media platforms. So I want the sharpest video quality possible so then I can downsize it and then share that in its lower format but still look reasonable. If I started off with blurry photos and then I edited it, then it, let me show you two blurry ones. So now that is like a blurry kind of view, which if I did anything with that, it would not look good. What I did there was I switched between two uh, DSLR cameras into two Canon, uh, two camcorders. So back to lenses anyway, is, uh, is buying secondhand lenses good? Yes, it is good. So your question there is, should you buy a secondhand lens? Let me tell you one thing. This lens is secondhand. This lens is secondhand. I bought these off eBay. How many cameras you've set up? I have here set up one, two, three, four, and then some multiple cameras which I haven't set up. So right now I have four cameras set up for live streaming. So I can switch between scenes. I can show you things like my desktop because I'm recording a podcast at the same time while I'm speaking to you. And I can come back to the main screen. I have a few more cameras here which I use for live streaming and the, some cameras are not as good as other cameras. So that's something to think about. When it comes to lenses though, you want to use the right lens for your purpose. Secondhand lenses are perfectly fine if you buy them from a reputable seller. So for example, I was saying before I was speaking about action cameras, I was saying you shouldn't buy action cameras that are brand new and fake because I did a bit about that. You could check my last live stream out about that. Hello, Max Stern, how are you doing? Today we're doing lenses, my friend. Nice for you to join. Yeah, so we've done a few of these sessions and I think because you find them helpful, I'm basically covering every angle. Last uh, session, we talked about action cameras. The session before that, I talked about cameras. Now we're talking about lenses. If you could only use one length lens for the rest of your life, what would you pick and why? I would use 50 millimeters because that's what you're looking to me on now. And 50 millimeters is the most normal lens. When I say normal, the photo looks really close to what your eye would see. So for example, if you were here today and standing there, you would see me like this. That's like a true rendition. However, if I was to have different focal lens, it the perceived distance away from me my face and how I look would look different like for example if you have a wide lens I would look a bit more bloaty so this gives you a true reflection um, lens wise this lens goes from 24 millimeters all the way up to 70 millimeters and if you were looking at me on 70 millimeters you, you'd probably be like like there like it'd be a nice headshot you wouldn't see my shoulders so in terms of lens and uh, focal length and aperture because if it's a low light situation, my 50 millimeter lens there, it's not expensive. It's a cheap lens in the grand scheme of things. What I think is cheap, you might not think is cheap. So it's relative. It's cheaper compared to the other lenses. If I was to give you prices, 
that 24 to 72.8 lens i'll explain what the numbers mean in a little bit if you hang about um, and that lens would give you a nice range of photos because you can zoom in zoom out but price wise you're looking at a lens there for about 400 500 pounds in the uk currency uh, okay and i'll come to the next question there's a few questions dropping in so i'll answer those this one is a hundred millimeters this lens is twice the distance of that one so it would be actually more closer like a macro shot but then on the flip side the lenses i use a lot for fashion photography long distance shall i show you that lens now i'll show you that lens so for our podcast listeners i'm basically showing a few different lenses that i use and why some lenses are better than other lenses and other lenses are more expensive than some lenses why are some lenses expensive why are some lenses cheap that's a big question so what are the lenses uh, they use on doing miniature drama effects a nice setup where can i find your previous recordings if you go on to reddit my profile you can see the live streams i've done on reddit alternatively you can check on youtube and search my name zulf photography you'll see a host of videos there's over 500 videos i've made there um, but anyway, today I'm specifically looking at Reddit for answers and questions because a lot of people ask, ask good questions here. Um, so, okay, here is a Canon lens. This lens is a 2.8 lens and it's a 70 to 200 millimeters lens. Why is that important? Because I've got a whole range of options which cover all the focal lengths of lenses. So let me explain how that um, I mean by that. This one is a 70 to 200. This one is 24 to 70. So let's put them in order. I have 24 to 70, wide to kind of not narrow, but telephoto, they call it. That's the proper official word. Then I have a 70 to 200. In between those, I have a 100 millimeter macro. I have a 50 millimeter 1.4 which would go before that i've only got four lenses so i've gone from having lots of lenses down to four lenses because i use the lenses for a certain purpose i use my 50 millimeter for recording videos and live streaming if i'm doing a product shoot product uh, photography i use my product lens because for a long time i did lots of product uh, photography that's why I had that lens. So don't just buy lenses for the purpose of buying lenses. Buy lenses if you have a need for the lens and you need to use it for a certain thing which gives you back your what you're paying for it basically. Or obviously making your money the way you make your money. So the 100 is there. Would you, I should do the 24 to 70 and 70 to 200 as well on a Mark for. Okay, yeah, good. The, what type of photography do you do then, Max? I look up tilt shift lenses. I think that's what you're looking for. Oh, okay. So you mean like miniature? Oh, okay. I get you now. Yeah. Tilt shift lenses are very expensive for what they're used for. Because it's like a very niche type of thing. And the amount of money you're going to pay for a tilt shift lens, I don't know if you'll get 
well, yeah, it's a hobby, isn't it? So if you're doing it for a hobby, that's fine. I kind of do it as a hobby originally, but now it's more of like a, a career type thing. So, okay, these lenses are not new by any means. This is the first version in the 70-200 It's an IS image stabilized. So it gives you a bit better uh, low light performance because that was used for catwalks I used to use it for. Um, so this is like, now I think they've got a Mark II in this lens. So it's like a Mark I, Mark II. And obviously the better elements, there's better coatings on there. They're better. You know what I mean? It depends how much pixel peeping you do at it and how much into it you get. Uh, I'm a videographer, mostly corporate promos on concert videos. Max Stern, great job, mate. How's things going at the moment? Because I know it's everything's really slow. So are you still able to kind of do stuff? Because what I've started doing is I've started doing stuff online now to help people get live streaming with the gear they've got because obviously things have been affected and how much stuff you can do online at the moment. Um, but lenses-wise, you won't be spoiled for choice. There's loads of lenses out there. You need to find the one that's going to give you what your expectation is. Sometimes look at a photograph, look at something you like to look at and find out what you can get to achieve that same look. What lens will you need to buy? If, for example, this, you, what you're seeing at the moment, you can achieve this look with a 50mm 1.8. That's like a quarter of the price of the 1.4. So the lenses, there's negotiation, I suppose, in your brain to what you want. Uh, mostly software, uh, so this stream is nice to fill in some gaps. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you'll probably teach me a thing or two uh, video-wise because I've been doing mainly photography and showing how I use photography to move into videography, again, self-taught. But it's a tough... Uh, tough arena everybody's a photographer these days so you gotta find your niche and luckily i've had a few suppliers that i do stuff with that you regularly kind of use don't you and um, but lenses wise that is a quick review um retiring a barely can afford it is that the tilt shift you looked at yeah that's what i mean the tilt shift's very expensive for what it is what you can do is if you want to get a bit hacky take a normal photo in the way that you want your miniature seen to look go to after uh, after editing photoshop or gimp or whatever you like to use and play with the idea of adding manual blur it won't be the exact same as a tilt shift lens but you'll get pretty close to making it look like you know half decent it's like instagram filters isn't it but it's an, an alternative because i wouldn't be comfortable paying that amount of money for like a tilt shift because i don't have a need for that lens if i did specifically miniature photography and that was like my main thing then it makes a difference um, but yes, so that's a quick look at lenses today. And if you have any questions, drop them in chat. Let me know what you're shooting with and I can get back to you. Yes, so as we're speaking about lenses today, we've got a number of different options, which are prime lenses. Uh, what's the plastic guard? Okay, so on lenses, you will get these lens shades hood they, they call them all sorts of names but you basically flip it around and you add it onto your lens so now that is basically an extra piece stopping rogue lights coming in so what will happen is if you think about this you know when you're walking towards the sun and the sun's kind of hitting you in the eyes if you wear a cap it stops the sun hitting your eyes so you don't get that funny um the look and also when you're shooting in fashion catwalks, which I do quite a lot with with the other lens, my hood helps me because some people have flashes that fly it off. 
if that flash bounces off something and goes into your lens, you get like flares and it doesn't look very nice for your photos. So you're basically protecting your self from rogue light entering your camera. And also there's an added benefit. It gives you like an extra protection. So if it touches the floor, it's not touching the lens straight away. It's a couple of benefits. Some people say you shouldn't use them. Some people say you should. I've always used them because of the type of photography I've done. And on on my macro lens, I don't do it because I'm indoors and I know what I'm doing. But with as in, I know where the light is and I purposely don't want it to bounce off the, the lens. So that's something to think about. Lens hoods. And some cameras don't come with lens hoods. Lens hoods, you have to actually buy them separately. And they can be quite expensive. Like some of the, the of, official ones can be expensive, like Canon branded ones. I've got all of mine with my... Uh, cameras which because i bought them let me show you the panasonic they're over here so these are the boxes that's a 24 to 70 which is that lens there and then the bottom lens is the 70 to 200 which is the longer focal distance lens telephoto lens the amazing quality on this lens for an old lens it's like the first version in the is and it's 2.8 so it does do really good, especially if you do video work. That, you'll see, it actually does really well. So for video work, I can handhold that. Let me put it, should I put it on the camera? Do you want to see what it looks like? It's quite like a behemoth of a lens. Um, and also, I normally have a spider holsters, which I normally put them in, so then it's easier to carry. So if I explain this to you now, wait, let me bring my top-down shot so you can see it. Just turn that camera off. Okay, here we go. So right now, that lens is a... 24 to 70 lens let's take that lens off and i also have uh, filters on my lenses which uv filters a lot of people say they don't make a massive difference uh, polarizing filters those are better for light and stuff but i use them uv especially to keep my front of my element clean and also sometimes your finger hits it and it gets dirty i don't want the internal lens getting dirty so like a good thing so let me put this one away and then show you what the the bigger one looks like and how it feels on a body because you have different types of bodies as well and crop factors so like for example if your lens is a, a crop lens sometimes it's an EFS shall I show you that one let me show you that let me show you that okay so there is the camera now and normally in fashion catwalks I would have the hood on there as well like that so now that is ready for a long period of time i used to have an extender in there so you can get extenders which basically give you more length <laughs> that's how it's dodgy doesn't it but yeah so it's a 5d mark ii body that i'm using and that lens is one i've had ages if you check my reddit profile you get look at one of my pinned uh, pictures is this lens that i did cricket photography with and i had it on a crop body with an extender with this and it gave me really long length because the body was a crop 1.6 factor i had the two uh, extender on there and then also um this 7200 was basically amplified so it gave me more like 400 millimeters i was close to which basically means i was able to see something really far away and take great photos of it and um, so that gives you an idea of that what i'll do now is i'll explain about the bits about the lenses so like the, what do all the numbers mean so i'll zoom you in and show you that right now okay without making a too much of a too much noise so i'm basically covering lenses today and we are going to be looking at lenses i'll pick a lens that's quite easy to show you 
And because I'm live streaming this and recording a podcast at the same time, I'm multitasking. So I can actually give some of these benefits to the listeners after the fact. Okay, so what I'm doing right now is re-putting back on. This lens always stays on this body. So this 24 to 70, I find, works perfectly nicely with a 5D Mark II old body in the current range of cameras. But I find when I'm using it, it works very nicely for a zoom lens because I'm not too keen on zoom lenses. As in, they're like, what I mean by that is, if I show you this zoom lens, see it extends. See that extension? The front element moves forward and back. I'm more of a fan of enclosed lenses like this one. When I zoom that lens, it's all internal. So nothing actually moves up and down, which is good because firstly, it's eliminating the amount of dust or any other particles that can get in weatherproofing because obviously if you're doing this professionally you're going to do it in all weathers so there's extra elements there it's also got all more seals around here like rubber seals which stop water getting into your camera they're probably they're not going to be fully dive resistant you can't go and dive with them without a case you have to have like a case like a gopro case like a gopro case but for that sometimes they've done them in like plastic bags and stuff very funny um, but yeah, so let me give you more information about video. Uh, this video looks like uh, above per YouTube video. This video looks like uh, above par YouTube video. Above par. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Above par. Above par. Above par. What does that mean? It's better than? Or is that like a bit better than? Or is that a fancy way of something? Dumb it down for me a bit. I'm a bit thick. Okay. So lenses wise, let me explain to you about the lens numbers and what they mean. This might be handy if you're not too familiar with lenses. Let me zoom you in on this. Okay. I might zoom you in enough so you can read the text on there. Okay. So now first I'm going to take off the filter. It's a UV filter I'm using. You'll see it's quite dusty. See that filter? Okay, so right now you can see the lens is saying Canon EF lens. So the first thing to note about the EF lens is it's a type of a mounting system. Canon EF lenses are designed to fit on EF cameras. The 5D Mark II, which this camera is, is going to be an EF mountable lens. This lens can be mounted on old cameras and new cameras of the EF variety and if you had an EFS that stands for the crop factors the crop bodies so you have like a Canon the one I'm filming on right now that's a 550D which is a crop sensor body so that would have an EFS mounting system which basically means you have lenses that fit on that lens on that camera however what about if you bought EF lenses for your old camera old your crop sensor camera and then you decided to buy a new camera then your EFS lenses won't fit on the EF cameras or if they do fit when you zoom you'll see loads of like a black bits where the lens is smaller than the lens here the, the sensor so that's why when I buy lenses I always buy EF lenses because they work on the old EFS mounts and on the new EF mounts if that makes sense so that's what that stands for and going around here you see some numbers there, 24 to 70 millimeters. So this is how far the front element goes from the sensor forward and back. 
I think that's not the right way of explaining it, but I'm trying to explain it in a way that makes sense like easily for new people and for people that already know. So 24 to 70 will be, I'll explain it like this, 24 millimeters will be a wide view. So for example, if this, if this, if this was 24 millimeters, I'm basically putting my hands apart. If this was 24 millimeters, that's a wide view. On the flip side of that, 70 millimeters would become a narrower view and you would only see my face. So it's basically, you're on the same spot, but you've zoomed in. So that's the two numbers. So you have a wide and a zoomed in. Why would you want that? If you're standing somewhere and you see something really far, you could just zoom in and make it bigger, if that makes way. And the next numbers here is a 2.8. 2.8 refers to the aperture of the lens. The lower that number, the more better it performs in low light. So if it's a dark room, if that was a 1.8, if that was a 1.2, it would it would basically let in more light. Look at aperture, uh, Google it, you'll see like the irises, pictures, and it shows you the different openings on it. The L stands for the luxury range of the Canon lenses because it has a red ring and it's like their professional series of lenses. So yes, that's a quick explanation of that. On the side of the lens, you'll get little buttons like that, which says AF and MF. AF stands for autofocus, MF stands for manual focus. You can autofocus when you use your camera, it will automatically adjust and focus on the point that you want to uh, focus on. Manual focus, you can actually manually do it. Why would you want to do manual focus over autofocus? Sometimes the camera doesn't know what you want to focus on. So if you are taking a picture of something and you've got two people standing next to each other but further distances apart, the camera will probably focus to the most closest person by default. But what you can do is turn to manual focus and you can adjust it to where you want to take the photo of. Or sometimes if you're doing macro photography and you're trying to autofocus too close, it doesn't is hunting. You can just manual focus on a tripod and it takes the photo clearer. So that's basically explaining that bit of it. And yeah, I think we've covered everything there. Do you have any questions about lenses? Let me know if you're thinking about buying a lens and what your budgets are. So we can look at that. So that was today's uh, podcast. Hoping you found that useful. I'll see you on the next episode.